for those of you out there that are caring for a cat or caring for a dog, I have a lot of insight, especially as they get older. But I have had three, four generations of cats kind of over the last 25 years. What if I told you that there are just three things you need to do each and every day to revolutionize the quality of your health and well-being? Well, there are. And I'm here to share with you exactly how to start taking control of your body and your life today. My name is Marcel Hansen, and you're listening to Small Habits, Big Changes. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome, welcome to today's episode. I didn't plan this entirely, but I have a special guest that's just going to pop in here for a minute. This is Smudge. He is 20 years old this month. Take a good look in these baby blue eyes. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, you'll want to bounce over to YouTube and check this out. Oh, he likes a microphone. Isn't he gorgeous? I wanted to take a minute and introduce him because we've talked a lot. I've shared a lot about My Stable Table, and that's a wellness system that I created initially for myself um, that I have honed over the last 27, almost 30 years now. And I've taught it to many, many uh, thousands of people, coached them through it, and helped them to create their own stable table over the last 20 years. In the last number of years, I've come to realize that actually I... I maintain Smudge's stable table as well. So if you're a pet lover or you have a cat, you have a dog, it, it applies to the bearded dragons and, and goldfish as, and uh, guinea pigs as well, chinchillas, a pancake. But dogs and cats, just because they are, I guess, more of our daily, they're in our daily environment. If you're on a farm, certainly, you know, cows and horses and and pigs and chickens and stuff have the same thing. But maintaining our loved ones' stable tables, especially the ones that don't, uh, that are dependent on us, so not just our children, but obviously our fur babies as well, is is a great way to maintain a real, I don't know, a real balance between that that care for another and maintaining his level of hydration making sure he's moving each and every day. And if not, I'm kind of stimulating that movement, uh, making sure he's eating well, and then that his sleep is not disrupted and that he's getting the best quality sleep he can. That's basically maintaining his stable table. So I'm well versed in this, having done it myself for so long. And the truth is I've done it side by side with him. I've tracked since basically he was born. He has been with me nearly two decades. And I was talking to a client the other day and I said to her, I said, I, I mentioned something about Smudge and that he was going to turn 20. He and his brother, his brother will turn 12. They have the same birthday uh, in a couple weeks here. I said something to her. I said, yeah, he's, he's going to be 20. She says, wow, that's a long time. And I said, well, how long have you been with your husband? And she said, 20 years. I said, well, then there you go, right? And I know it's, funny, but in many ways, caring for a pet that long is, it, it's a different kind of challenging, right? It's certainly, I, I can't attest to having a, a relationship, uh, a marriage that's, you know, lasted 20 years or anything. Hopefully someday I will. 
but uh, you know, have friendships that are thirty plus years long, and um, and going strong, and and then other than that, having Smudge and caring for him is really like he has been my longest or at least my oldest child at this point. And so for those of you out there that are caring for a cat or caring for a dog, I have a lot of insight, especially as they get older, but I have had three, four generations of cats kind of over the last 25 years. So for those of you who have a cat or a dog at home, and certainly in the early years, I have all kinds of insight that I'd be happy to share with you. As they get older, this is this is where, I guess it's where the rubber meets the road. That's what I want to say. It's it's like having a child when you first have them, and that they're, you know, running around, tearing up everything. Um, it's like having a toddler when they're kittens, right? They're flying off the walls of puppies. They're chewing on everything. They're running around, just ruining some of your favorite possessions. And then as they get older, they they become more like, well, more like teenagers a little bit, and they're defiant, and they're not really into household agreements or anything like that. And then as they get older, they actually become like infants. So they, they do need to be cared for a little bit more um, for a couple of years. In fact, just shy of a couple of years. It's been about 16, 17 months. Smudge was having seizures. Uh, during the pandemic and and really wasn't sleeping through the night. So he was up, there's something going on with his thyroid and, and sort of an imbalance that had him stressed. And he was getting up in the night maybe four or five times, sometimes every single night for basically 16 months, I think it was, 17 months. And so not only did that throw off my stable table and pretty much it threw off the whole household, right? Luckily, that's behind us. He's sleeping through the night, has been for uh, for a little bit now, monitoring like what's going on with him, like how I could create a more stable table for him has really been helpful. It, it helps me keep my stable table because I know in order to provide for him, um, like any fur baby mom would, is in order to provide for him, I need to provide for me. So so we eat at the same time. There's That's been going on for many, many years. But watching him, obviously the, the disadvantage of being a, a pet owner and having the fur babies in your family is that they're not always able to verbally communicate. Smudge never really does. He's not much of a meower at all. Don't worry, Robert makes up for that. He chats enough for a dozen cats. But Smudge doesn't say much. And so I really have to pay close attention to his movement, his eye gaze, uh, how he, how, how his uh, ambulatory is, um, how much water he's drinking, when he eats, how much he eats, what he leaves on his tray. He's on an all raw food diet. It's fully salmon at this point, but for most of his life, it was chicken. Then it went to a chicken and the salmon. I've experimented with a couple other things, but not much has stuck. All the salmon has stuck, and, and that's what he loves the most. And I figure in these golden years, he deserves the best. And I think my observation skills, and luckily it's a, it's a strong suit of mine, at least with him anyway, is knowing what's happening with him 
I don't know if it's her, I don't know if he's in pain per se. Cats are really particularly good at masking that, but I can tell when he's going to the bathroom with ease, when he's you know digested his food and he's and he's feeling satiated, you know, and taking a good long nap. I have cameras in. I have a surveillance system essentially in my place, so I can watch and see when I'm away from the house if he's alert, if he's anxious or uh, restless is more how I deem it. If he's or if he's actually just conked out, that's a great sign. He's eaten well and um, he's not bothered at all that I'm away. He does have company in his brother, so they're often you know snoozing together. So he's a little more rambunctious. But they certainly do uh, depend on each other for company. And it's very similar activity with dogs. Obviously, two dogs together, they, they become like buddies. And, and it actually is it's super sweet. They're little dog siblings, right? But I wanted to put this episode out because it reinforces my stable table. First of all, that adequate hydration, that daily movement, the nutritious meals and quality sleep. Not just for yourself, but if you don't have even enough motivation maybe to maintain that in in a you know very committed way then being able to maintain your own so you can care for someone else is a huge incentive it's a huge uh, motivator for many i'm always uh amazed but i'm not at all surprised when i see like a, a homeless person maybe on the side of the freeway and they have a dog you know it's like some people may think like oh my gosh you can't even afford to you know put food in your own mouth, but you, you have a dog that you're responsible for. And is that, is that being responsible or, or is it being irresponsible? And mine is not the place to judge, but I totally understand that that would be the company, the companion, you know, the buddy to have out there and to, and to have your back. I think some people do undervalue or just underappreciate the role and the gift that animals are to us. And then there's plenty of people that are on the overappreciation. And I don't I don't know that you really can value animals too much. I think that there's so much to learn from them, whether domesticated or wild. It's amazing to embrace that uh, species, those species into our everyday life and into our routines. And I feel really blessed to have had like two decades of relatively um, healthy and very prosperous and adventuresome years, you know, with this guy. Like to have 20 years, he has been with me nearly what I consider almost my entire adult life. And yep, talk about intuition as I start to feel emotional about Smudge, Robert comes in to chime in and say, hey, you still got me. Yeah, I know. Those are uh, different kinds of tears. But I do want to share, you know, just maybe a framework for someone who is thinking about getting a cat or a dog or a kitten or a puppy, even more of a commitment, obviously, that really think it, think it through because it is a massive responsibility and it's tragic how many people surrender their pet, what I consider prematurely, and or have them put down because they don't know what's going on with them or they've brought them to a veterinarian who's, you know, uh, also influenced and incentivized uh, big pharma there to push medications. I have managed to 
to have smudge on no medication, no no medications for either one of them, with a lot of research and a lot of self study and a lot of a lot of forums, a lot of asking questions, a lot of getting to a good sensible decision without necessarily a veterinarian during the pandemic. That wasn't much of an option. Nobody was doing house visits and I've always had a mobile vet, which I think is a huge benefit if you're if you're going to adopt or or, you know, pick up a cat or a dog, you have to be prepared to give them a quality of life, in my opinion. Now I he's always been on raw food diet. Robert's always been on a raw food diet. That wasn't always the case. I had a cat previous to Smudge, and he ate a, a zipper. He ate a, a dry food. So I didn't know any better when I was in my 20s when I, I got him. Um, he was killed at a young age, actually, uh, by a coyote. And, um, and that tragic loss is what preempted finding smudge and and he's named after the the native american practice of of smudging you know like sage because i just found that really cleansing and i needed something that was going to cleanse the kind of the trauma of of literally picking up the pieces of my cat in um our backyard down in the desert and so he has he has returned that desire for for cleansing a, a trillion times over and I could not ask for a better buddy he's sleeping at my feet right now and I I want to invite you pet owners that are listening that are focused on their own wellness and maybe the wellness of their kids or their household to also include your pets in that and if you have any questions, any at all, I have lots and lots of conversations with people about aging cats. And and depending on how how your cat's, you know, life has been, aging could be much earlier than 20. So there's lots of cats that don't make it past Robert's age, which is my 12-year-old. And um, especially if they're on a medication, some of these medications are really toxic to their system. And it really just depends on the environment they, they've been in, uh, the amount of stress they've accumulated, the toxins that have built up in their body, and how they're being, uh, how, they're, uh, how their stable table is now, if they're staying hydrated, if they have movement. Um, obesity, obviously, in cats, like being severely overweight is a big thing. You don't see that in the wild. There's a reason for that. But I, I would happily have a conversation with anybody who has questions about their aging cat, about if they're constipated or if they're going outside the box or uh, for smudge, if they're having seizures, kind of my experience, I'm happy to share. You can text any questions or inquiries to the wellness community as well, my stable table. Our texting community is free, and that includes the stable table of your kids, your household, and your pets. And that number is 206 48 three two nine six zero again just text the word pets to two zero six 
483-2960. You can always leave a comment if it's available uh, below. If you're watching on YouTube, then you got to see my beautiful boy. And um, please subscribe. And I think that we're going to have probably another episode about this because there's a lot uh, to dive into about uh, keeping the stable table of your, your loved ones, including the furries. So if you have any questions at all, if you have any interest in a, in a part two, let me know. Shoot us a text. Leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, please love those furries just as much as you do the other kids uh, in your life and continue to grow, continue to learn, take what might land with you and, and feel appropriate and give it a go. If it doesn't, just dismiss it. I trust your intuition and I know that you're working on this. So so that's it for today's episode. Let us know what you want to hear more of. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. My stable table has been uh, a passion of mine for my own wellness, obviously for the wellness of uh, my loved ones. And I hope that you can uh, utilize the framework and make it your own. Until next time, keep growing. Stay awesome. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel any part of this episode resonated with you, then please consider sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And before you go, did you know we have a fantastic free text community? If you want more bite-sized health hacks and reminders delivered directly to your phone, absolutely free, then text keyword YES to 206-483-2960. Again, that's keyword YES to 206-483-2960. And we'll see you on the inside.